Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co co hosts, MJ Wuayu with Shadow and SES Fun Train. It is great to be back with you guys. Uh, we'll give you guys a little bit of a life update, what we've been up to at the end of our our whole podcast. But first up, we'll start with our icebreaker, which is our favorite all-time QB. And geez, Louise, uh, this is actually going to shock you guys, but my favorite all-time QB is Aaron Rodgers. All right. Um, as big as of a Bear fan I am, Aaron won me my first fantasy championship. And he's always been a guy I've really admired just because he kind of goes off the grain. He, I don't know, he's part of the mess, you know, um, gritty player. And man, I just, I, I love to hate him, especially when he, he tells us that he owns Chicago. He owns the bears, it just grinds my gears, but he's so good. You know, um, Scott, who you got? Surprise, surprise. I'm going with a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. Uh, of course, I got to go with Troy Aikman. Oh. Uh, he won three Super Bowls for the Cowboys, three of the five that the Cowboys currently lay claim to. Uh, and with those three, he actually took the team to four straight NFC championship games. Um, not only was he just a great quarterback, a great leader of that, uh, that, uh, just dynasty Cowboys team of the nineties. Um, but he's also now one of the best commentators at the NFL. Um, and I, I say this as a Cowboys fan, I think he's very unbiased. Um, and he says it as he sees it. In fact, sometimes I wish he was more biased when I'm watching a Cowboys game that he's commentating. Cause he's, he doesn't hold anything back. He's just as harsh on the Cowboys as he is with any other team out there. So love me some Troy Aikman. Yeah, he's a great commentator, and it's pretty easy to be harsh on the Cowboys, so can't blame him there. Um, for me, you know, I hate to go for the low-hanging fruit, but uh, there's a guy with initials PM who is just uh. absolute greatness. And you may be thinking Peyton Manning. Oh. But no. The answer is current NFL rock star Patrick Mahomes. He is um, a wild man. Obviously, only been playing for what, like five years. Um, but it's purely on, I mean, one, I've only been watching the NFL for, I guess, around 10 years consistently at this point. Um, so obviously, saw guys like Manning, Breeze, Rogers, Brady, but Mahomes is just. He's he's a show, and I, I love the entertainment value. I love watching him, and I think that's what it comes down to for me. Seems like a generally good guy, which I like. But uh, I always I, I compare him to uh, to Steph Curry in the NBA just because I'm not like a huge NBA guy, but if I'm going to watch an NBA game, I want to watch the Warriors because Steph oh, yeah. is my show. He drains them threes. I love him. Um, so, so, yeah, give me Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes for – Favorite NFL QB. Great selections all around, I think, gentlemen. Um, and with that, we're going to go ahead and move on to a new segment here. Uh, it's going to be led by Steve-O himself. It's going to be called, well, it is called, excuse me, the Bumble Rumble. Steven, what you got? The Bumble Rumble, guys. So, yeah, I've been, uh, been dabbling a little bit more in the Bumble game lately, so I figured <laughs> it would be uh, fun to play a little swipe right swipe left game so this is how it's going to work basically on the count of three you guys together are going to say right or left based off of where you would swipe context is just given the opportunity do you want this player on your team whether that means does he offer you value or is he just taking up space those are kind of what you're considering so again very simplified but do you want them on your team? So we're just going to start naming them out. First player, got a hottie for you guys. Got to start with 
porn star Jimmy Garoppolo on the count hmm. of three. One, two, three. Right. Left. MJ, was that was that a right for you as well? That was a left. Oh, left. I thought, okay. Yeah. All right. So we got some difference there. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. One, two, three. Left. Wow. Swipe, both swiping left on Ezekiel Elliott. Um, all right. Uh, Tyler Boyd. One, two, three. Uh, left. Left. <laughs> Easy option. Uh, Rashad Bateman. One, two, three. Right. Left. All right. MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling. One, two, three. Left. Left. Devin Singletary. One, two, three. Left. Left. Russell Wilson. One, two, three. Right. Right. Darnell Mooney. One, two, three. Right. And Michael Thomas. One, two, three. Left. Left. All right. So so definitely not a not Ooh. a lot of catches out there. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I think the ones that stick out, I think MJ said yes to Mooney. Scott said no. Scott said yes to Garoppolo. MJ said no. Um if, if we're talking a super flex league, I, I mean Jimmy G's at the minimum my number three, right? Like he gives me solid quarterback depth. That's why I'm saying right to Jimmy G. There's but there's there's not that many quarterbacks that are going to be better than him in Superflex. There's uh, a good know, chance that he could. I mean, you know, if you have some depth at QB, he could just be sitting there taking up space. So I'd rather have space be taken up by a quarterback in Superflex than probably any other position. What did you guys say on Marquez Valdez Scantling? Y'all both swipe left on him? I swiped left. Yeah, I swipe left. Yeah. And he's, again, I think, yeah, I was trying to basically just get out like, is this guy worth taking up a bench spot or is he just going to cause me? you know, mind games by trying to trade him for value that's not there. So that was I mean, kind of what we were getting at. And, and obviously all this is based on league size and, you know, like what your free agency is like. Like you're going to keep somebody like MVS on your bench uh, in in our Rocky Mountain Club just because there's nothing really. Well, that, no, I mean, well, that, was, that yeah. was the whole question. <laughs> no, I mean, but like – Given the option, there are many other pieces that I'd rather have. That's why I would swipe left. I think there was only one that we both swiped right on. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Wilson, yeah. And I, I think the same thing for me with Garoppolo. Like, yeah, Wilson had a really crappy year last year. But, I mean, Wilson's probably going to be a top 20 quarterback this year. Definitely want him in Superflex. Oh, definitely some regression, man. Yeah, it's hopefully uh, we'll, we'll try to spice it up a little bit more next time. But it seems like there was a lot of consistency there. So, at least you guys got similar taste on the Bumble, so it's good to well, see. Well, I appreciate the volume. There's lots of options. Yeah, there's a, a lot of good choices. I feel like uh, MJ and I were a little bit picky, uh, you know, maybe a little settled in our ways. And I will say I uh, I did meet my wife on Bumble, so uh, there's that. It so does work. Right on her. Yep. Absolutely. Plenty of fish in the pond, as they say. And That's, with that's that, a different dating app. <laughs> Excuse me. There's a there's a different dating app. That's that's uh, something about uh, plenty of fish, right? Isn't that's that the name of Yeah, there is. Uh, I think it's sure one of the first app? ones, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. We but, uh, well dating. It was a was it a dating app? I want to be the dating website. I think. Gotcha. Uh, I think I think it was an app too. It was an app know. too. It's been so long. Good times, man. Well, yeah, fun first go around, um, and that will switch it over to Scott with Realm of Possibility. Ooh. All right, we are back in the realm, or maybe oh. out of it. Uh, I've got three pretty juicy <laughs> ones for you guys today. Uh, we'll start with the first one. Uh, so in some recent news, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., signed a deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you know, anybody that's been following the football uh, news and headlines for the past few months. There's been a lot of drama with Lamar. Like, is he staying? Is he going? What's going on? Well, this OBJ news drops, and all of a sudden Lamar is claiming that he's been recruiting him the entire time. So now 
it's looking like Lamar will be staying with the Ravens. Having uh, those two pieces of uh, information there, OBJ and Lamar with the Ravens, could the Ravens win the NFC North this year? Is it in the realm of possibility? Oh, 1,000%. That's an easy one for me. If you got one, Lamar Jackson, I he's one of those guys that, for whatever reason, I think people just continue to forget the crazy amount of talent that he has because you guys, you got guys like Mahomes, Burrow, um, you know, Herbert, these up and coming guys, but no one has ever played like Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson single-handedly brought his team to the playoffs multiple times with lack of talent. Um, So all that to say, giving him one just viable receiver, um, I think is enough for me to, to make it possible for them to win in the North. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson is the game changer. I mean, Mahomes is awesome too, but he he's not he doesn't have that much electricity running as Lamar Jackson does. And I think OBJ just opens the field more. Hopefully Bateman can get a healthy season in. He was already breaking out to the start of last season. Uh, just a shame. But I think this new offense will really open the passing game up, especially. Um, and crossing my fingers, get the tight ends, both tight ends really involved. Isaiah likely preferred. And I apologize. I said the NFC North uh, is the AFC North. But uh, I agree with you guys. I definitely think it's in the realm of possibility. I am not as convicted as the two of you are because I think it's going to be hard for the Ravens, even with Lamar and OBJ, to get over the Bengals. Uh, I think the Bengals are the clear front runner in that division with Joe Burrow and Lamar Chase, or sorry, Jamar Chase uh, and uh, and T. Higgins. There, I think it's it's going to be hard for the Ravens to overcome them, but uh, it's definitely in the realm if if they've got Lamar at the helm in Baltimore. For our second one, and uh, this one's going to bite me in the butt a little bit because I'm now pushing for MJ to trade him to me, but uh, in his letter to the game, uh, Calvin Ridley said that he's giving Jacksonville 1,400 yards a season, period. If we take that number and look at it compared to wide receivers in 2022, 1,400 receiving yards would have made him sixth overall in receiving yards, just behind Diggs and just ahead of C.D. Lamb. So, knowing that information, is it in the realm of possibility that Calvin Ridley finishes as a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy this season? MJ, you want to take it first? Listen, I'm a very easy for me, and it's a yes. Actually, Cal- Calvin Ridley is actually one of my players I'm estimating to be in my uh, top 10 wide receiver this year. Um, and I've been saying it for over a month and a half at this point, And that was after his letter broke. And I have this opened up his his God. It was just so great. You have to read it if you if you can. Um, but you really just feel the passion coming from this guy and getting his side of the story. And we've seen him produce. We saw him start breaking out and unfortunately got injured and kind of derailed that. And then was that, all that gambling stuff. But listen, I know what the Peterson offense can do. And with Trevor Lawrence slinging it as much as he is, I mean, I think he averaged around 32, 33 pass attempts a game. Um, I think he's going to be well-fed. So, yes, it's definitely in the realm of possibility. It's going to happen. I'm calling it. Yeah, this is a crazy easy yes. I thought you were going to go top five, and it would still be a decision for me there. Top ten, easy in the realm of possibility. Um, Everything that MJ said, Christian Kirk got 1,100 yards last year, and I think it's pretty well – understood that Calvin Ridley is a bigger talent than Christian Kirk. So 1400 mark seems pretty feasible. And I, uh, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence only continues to go up with Doug Peterson and yeah, easy, easy yes for me. I also say it's in the realm of possibility, but once again, I'm not as convicted as you guys. There are 
a lot of really good wide receivers in the NFL right now. And for him Absolutely. to crack that top 10, like who is he kicking out? You know, he's, he's, I get, you're talking like what? CD Higgins, uh, C, no, CD Lamb <laughs> will finish ahead of Calvin Ridley. If you want to make that the next side bet, I'll call it now. Ooh, I want in on this. That's a, this. C, come on. Come on. CD Lamb uh, finishes as a better wide receiver in fantasy than Calvin Ridley this year. I'll take it. Half PPR, PPR. In our league, half PPR. Half PPR. Yep, you're on board. Let's go, baby. We'll put put that as the second side bet of the year. Scott has CeeDee Lamb over Calvin Ridley. Steven and MJ have the opposite. I'll write it down here in a second. Uh, But yeah, it's definitely in the realm of possibility. Um, I think he's going to be right there on the borderline. I I would have him somewhere in the the 9 to 12 range uh, on the season going into it. Uh, the third realm of possibility, um, this one, not really a whole lot of background information. This is just kind of looking at what's coming, what's new. Um, so will any of the rookie quarterbacks, we're talking Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, or Hooker, finish in the top 12 at the position this season? Any of those five? Is it in the realm of possibility? You said top 12? Top 12. So a starter, like a number one starter in single quarterback and obviously a starter in Superflex. Hmm. Definitely the least conviction on this decision. <sighs> this is... I, I Top 12 is tough. You'd say fifth, top 15. I <laughs> definitely feel a bit easy. Um, possibility... I, I'm I'm gonna say yes. I think it's in the realm of possibility. I mean, I it's it would only be Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, correct? And I, yeah, I mean, I as much as I hate on rookies, like I believe in the talent of those two guys, and I think they both can move with their legs. And from from that alone, I think it's in the realm of possibility. So so yeah. Um, man, kind of tough. I, I'm going to say yes, purely for the fact that if a team that is drafting a rookie quarterback right now, um, is in need of quarterback, they're going to be behind. There's a solid chance they're going to be behind in games and they're going to have to sling it. So, uh, yeah, it's going to have to be, I I would bet it's probably going to be Bryce if I'm being honest. Um, but yes, in the realm, barely in the realm for me. I'm um, I'm right there with you guys this time. Uh, I'm I'm least convicted of the three. Uh, with this one, I do think it's in the realm. I'm talking like barely got your last limb in the portal to the rim realm, kind of barely in the realm. But yeah, I agree with you guys. Ooh, top twelve is tough, Scott. I know. I, know, I, I also think I also think it's only possible from Young and Stroud, um, and, I, and I'm thinking Young, uh, if he goes to the Panthers, is is the play there. Anyways, that leads us to the next segment, MJ. Thanks, man. So this is going to be a combination of a couple things. Okay, so we had just a few trade uh, trades we want to go over for trade alert. Um, and then we'll move on to a little bit of a draft preview in which we're going to curtail off of Scott's realm of possibility and some of these rookie QBs. Um, let's see here. The first of which is in a league, I actually, a full PPR league, I asked Scott to join um, last minute. Our co- commissioner jumped ship and just left us. So we had an opening and I saw the team and I immediately had to tell scott to to join this league and i'm actually pretty i'm actually kind of sad about it because it's a loaded team and he also has the 103 of uh, scott would you like to just quickly break your team down yeah listen i i was uh not in a place to join another league but this was almost impossible to pass up um it's uh super flex start 10 full point ppr 
this is my current starting lineup. I have Justin Fields, Jonathan Taylor, Damian Harris, CeeDee Lamb, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Dalton Schultz, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, and then Ryan Tannehill in my super flex. But like MJ said, I got the 1.03, so I'm looking at Stroud or Bryce Young to fill that spot. Um, and I also have Traylon Burks on my bench. Um, so, yeah, I'm just picking this one up and having fun with this league. I appreciate MJ for the invite. Hopefully it's minimal work because focus on the other ones, but this team is way better than the one that I currently have. So at least I'll get some joy out of fantasy. (laughs) Oh man, bro. Uh, Yeah. Some joy, some joy, but yeah, Scott's it's a pretty active league and I'm, I'm actually excited to have Scott in it and um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, brother. Um, But this was one of the trades that happened right before Scott joined. Um, and it involves Jalen Hurts. So uh, one of our league mates, Pizzle, receives Jalen Hurts, the 2023-106, a 24 first, second, well, actually two 24 first and a 24 second. Raise the Flags receives Mayfield, DJ Moore, Kyler Murray, and the 2023-101. This is this is a lot to chew on, actually. Um, but listen, you're giving up Kyler Murray, who's injured, Baker Mayfield, who is filling in a role, and the 101, and DJ Moore from Jalen Hurts, and the 106, and those picks for the future. Pizzle actually finished last this season, uh, this past season. So I think this is a major win for him. Um, even though he's given it the one-on-one, he addresses a big major need and quarterback with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, MJ, here. Um, all day, give me the Jalen Hurts side of the trade, especially if you're on a rebuild. But even if you're not, like Baker Mayfield, yeah, he could probably start a few games for you. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray is going to be injured. He might be out the entire year. So if you're trying to win now or or try and build on a quarterback for the future, Kyler Murray is probably not the guy you want. DJ Moore he could do better. He could do worse. He could do the same in Chicago. You know, it's, it's, it's yet to be seen how that's going to pan out. Um, I I'm always a little hesitant with, you know, quote unquote stud players going to a new team, you know, figuring out a new uh, playbook and new teammates. Um, obviously the 1.01 is probably the biggest grab here. Um, you know, kind of like flash on that side of the trade. Uh, he's, he's obviously could probably get Bijan um, since he got a couple quarterbacks in that trade, but Dude, give me the Jalen Hurts side. Hurts, top four quarterback, probably top three quarterback. Uh, you're getting the 1.06. That's possibly JSN, possibly Gibbs, um, or uh, you know a Richardson, um, depending on who falls there. And then, listen, two 2024 first. If you're not already tracking 2024, you're behind the game. It's arguably a better class than what's coming in here in 2023. Uh, and with these two firsts that he's getting, I know our listeners can't see team compliments in here, but the 2024 first from, uh, raise the flags. Who's the guy that got Murray and Mayfield is probably going to be, uh, an early 2024 first, just based on how his team currently looks and projected finish this year. Um, so, I mean, huge grab by Pizzle with this. Uh, and then he also got his second too. So that's basically uh, a late first for next year. Like dude, dude essentially got Jalen hurts and four firsts for Mayfield, Moore, Murray and the 1.01, like all day. Give me the crazy side of the trade. It's, crazy. it's not close in my opinion. Uh, curious Steven as a third party, not in this league, what his opinion is, but I'm hundred percent on the Jalen hurts side of this trade. I mean, my feelings aren't that strong. I feel like there's just so many, pieces in the trade it was hard to keep up what was happening <laughs> but i think ultimately i'm probably siding with the jalen hurt side of the trade just because he's clearly the best player involved and there are obviously some high current draft picks on his side of the trade as well and i'm team win now and the guy with Mayfield, Murray, and who was the receiver? Moore, DJ Moore. Just don't think that that team is a, is in win now mode. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's like a 
highway robbery situation, but mm-hmm. I don't have strong feelings towards it. Okay. Um, great inputs, both ends. Um, well, the thing is, I, I know for, I know you definitely don't value dead picks, but that's a lot of first round picks, and you get Jalen Hurts. Um, our next one does involve Scott. Um, he did receive P Ryan for the three Oh three and Justin Ross. Um, easy peasy throwaway third and Justin Ross, who hasn't produced continues to be injured. I mean, I think P Ryan's going to have a solid year. I don't think Javante's going to be near ready for the season. Um, very similar to the JK Dobbins, uh, situation, but I, have a very strong feeling that Javante's knee injury was worse. Um, so I think P Ryan is a solid pickup and I think he's going to do well within that, um, that new Broncos scheme. Yeah. I, I made this trade, um, for several reasons. One, I think I got the best player out of it. Um, but I'm, I'm stacked at wide receiver in that league already. So getting rid of, you know, a second year, Justin Ross, who's way down the depth chart in KC, not a huge, uh, giveaway for me. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily call the 3.03 a throwaway. Um, you know, it's it's a crapshoot at that point uh, in in the rookie draft. But um, I actually it, it hurt me more getting rid of the 3.03 than Justin Ross. We'll put it that way. But uh, as as you guys heard earlier with my lineup, I've got Jonathan Taylor and Damian Harris currently as my starting running backs. Damian Harris is currently number two on the depth chart for the Bills. Um, probably going to be the goal line back, but. As MJ mentioned, I don't think Javante Williams is going to be ready for this year. I think P. Ryan's going to be the guy for a while. And we saw how good he was when Mixon was out uh, for the Bengals last year. I, th- I think P. Ryan could you know, easily be a solid number two running back, and he'll probably be starting over Damian Harris for me uh, to begin the year, depending on how my lineup shakes up. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty unexciting, I think. <laughs> I'm definitely taking the P Ryan side of the trade uh, due to having to Google Justin Ross and did ring a bell once I saw him in the KC uniform. But um, yeah, I mean, the third round is a throwaway. Justin Ross is a throwaway. So you have a potential starter at one point with P Ryan. So easy. Bing, bang, boom, baby. Easy pick for Bing, me. Bang, I'm boom. surprised that Scott was so low on Justin Ross, given that he thinks Sky Moore is viable. But Guy uh, Moore is way higher in the depth chart than Justin Ross. Hey, he's playing with player. Patrick Mahomes. He's playing <laughs> yeah. with Mahomes too, baby. That's, you want part of that? Listen, I give me Sky Moore over Justin Ross any day. Anybody that thinks they're comparable, it's that's a crazy statement by Steven. Uh, if Sky Moore is number two on the depth chart right now, I can see him becoming number one eventually. We'll see. Okay. Okay, gentlemen. Okay, okay. Always the, the Sky Moore. Uh, <laughs> hey, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit, baby. Um, with that, we'll go ahead and quickly go over some uh, a little bit of a draft preview with uh, the three neediest uh, teams. Of course, starting at number one, Carolina. We have Houston coming up right after that. And, of course, Indy, who's also looking for a quarterback. Now, I'm not even going to – I'm listing you my, my top QBs, and it's three of them, okay? I Levis is a clown. Levis is a clown who puts mayonnaise in his coffee. And that's, that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. All that's the truth. Okay. So yeah, MJ's being very honest here because what we should really be doing is talking up Levis to make him get drafted higher. So, you know, somebody better falls to us, but MJ's speaking truth here. I am speaking truth here. This just comes from my heart. Okay. So Carolina, here's what I, I think a perfect uh, fit for them would be um, in their current situation. I really do. I would want Bryce young um, solely for the fact that I don't think they have like any hint of a solid wide receiver core. I mean, what did they, they did pick up um, Char- DJ Chark, correct. And Thielen, but are those guys really game changers? You know, Thielen kind of at the tail tail end of his career. Um, they need I someone. Think can, of a, I can't think of a worse duo in the NFL. Yeah. That way. I so. feel like Chark would actually be pretty viable personally. And I think they're going to need someone who can actually extend plays. 
Okay, I really do. I don't think they need someone as accurate as Stroud who they're projecting. I think they need someone who can actually read the defense, and Bryce Young is that player. Um, I, I have a very firm belief that Bryce Young is the smartest, the highest processing quarterback in this group, and the one thing that gets or transitions you into the NFL better than anything else as a QB is processing, understanding the defense and how to manipulate it, how to make audibles changes. Right. Um, after that for Houston, definitely CJ Stroud. And it's so easy. And I'll tell you why, uh, coach D'Amico Ryan's, um, convinced their coordinator, the San Fran's offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick to join. And if you're not familiar with the Kyle Shanahan offense, um, Listen, it's about making the quarterback the least important role. So they need the most accurate quarterback. C.J. Stroud is who they're aiming for. I, I really hope, like, I have a very good feeling that's who they should go for um, and would fit ideally, especially dunking it short, you know, all these short passes, all these setup uh, go routes. Like, it's perfect. And Indy? Um of course, with the pickup of um, Gardner Minshew, I think Gardner would be a perfect, perfect uh, like primer for a rookie QB where I think Anthony Richardson should uh, grow and progress with Coach Steichen, who r- developed Jalen Hurts. I mean, like I, I think it's just a perfect out- outcome for him. Give it a year. Let him develop. So... Um, you guys have any specific feelings toward these players? Just just a point of order. The Arizona Cardinals are number three, but I think it's clear that they're not going after a QB and are mm-hmm. likely building trades at this moment. Um, I think well, probably- yeah. yeah, Shefty said recently there is no less than six teams already trying to get that third pick because they're trying to get you know one of those top three quarterbacks. I think it would cost the least from Indy, obviously being in the four spots. That might be the most likely scenario, but obviously they're going to take what they can, uh, the most that they can get. So, oh yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I uh, think I'm pretty much in agreement with your thought process. I still think that there's a chance Stroud goes to Carolina. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, it, I'm definitely. Definitely not all in on one player, which I feel like normally I would be, but Stroud and Bryce, uh, one and two, I think I'll be happy wherever they go together. And then um, Richardson, I, I just, I, uh, he's obviously got a ton of talent, um, but I just feel like we historically haven't seen people who just like, you know, drove up draft boards out of nowhere and then did really well. I feel like it's usually people who were picked lower and end up doing well or, you know, people drop and do well, but I I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty out there, but all that to say, I feel like there could be a lot of added hype to Richardson and it's definitely a, uh, a risk, but could be could pay huge dividends if uh, if he if he works out and develops. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with with those top three options. I uh, also I third that. Um, I think those are the appropriate landing spots at this point for those three players. Uh, I am uh, a little higher on Bryce Young than the other two um, have been even before any of this recent news came out. Uh, I. I don't know. I, it's that SEC bias. I think give me two quarterbacks that are comparable. One from the SEC, one from the Big Ten. Give me the SEC guy all day, um, and and you can you can at me if you disagree with that. But the SEC is the better conference and better players. Period. But um, when I joined that league that MJ's in, found out that I had the 1.03, I went ahead and changed my team name to the Bryce's. Right. Let's go, baby. Uh, we'll see if the 1.02 steals him from me. Um, I, I would be happy with Young or Stroud there at the 1.03, but um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping the price will fall to me at the 1.03. Um, great, uh, great uh, out, uh, um, feedback, you guys. Thank you. Um, 
And I'm really excited. I really feel like these quarterbacks are going to make a significant difference in the league and hopefully be, you know, starters for a long time. Um, um, this is my first rookie class I've really kind of uh, divulged into. And so I'm, you know, putting a lot into them. So hoping they get some home runs. Um, with that, we'll go ahead and scoot over to Scott hosting MFK. Scott, go ahead, take it away, man. Yeah, we've got another segment of MVK with random categories. Uh, of course, I had to have a little fun with this one again. Um, we are in the month of April, and uh, unless you're living in Iraq, this past weekend was Easter. Um, so for my MFK, uh, I went with movie Easter eggs. Huh. And I've got three, uh, and they're kind of twofers. Each one's a twofer, um, but you got an MFK of these three. So the first one is... The Toy Story Pizza Planet truck in every Pixar movie and the carpet in Sid's house in Toy Story 1 is the same carpet as the hotel in The Shining. So that's Easter egg number one. It's, it's two Easter eggs, but that's that's number one. Number two is the E.T. slash Star Wars Easter egg. So in E.T., uh, he dresses as a ghost for Halloween and sees and recognizes a Yoda costume. Um, and then in the Star Wars Phantom Menace, E.T.'s alien race is represented in the Galactic Senate. Uh, and this kind of confirms, and uh, George Lucas said, yeah, it, it checks, that uh, E.T. is from the same galaxy, uh, the same Star Wars galaxy as, as all the other uh, characters in Star Wars. So uh, that's that's Easter egg number two. And then the third one, um, kind of similar, but two different movies, uh, in The Departed and in The Godfather. So in The Departed, Right before a character is killed, there is an X like behind them somewhere in the scene. And in The Godfather, right before a character is killed off, there are oranges somewhere in the scene. So you got Toy Story, E.T. Star Wars, Departed Godfather, MFK, movie Easter eggs. This is awesome. Um, first off, I, I really thought you were about to go back to the bunny options with the whole Easter theme. So I'm glad that wasn't where we went. Um, but no, these are definitely all really cool choices. If you are a movie buff, um, easy kill for me is going to be ET and star Wars. Um, obviously, you know, cool. I, I can picture the scene. That's the only scene that I can really picture in my head. Um, I think for that reason, it's the most obvious. So least Easter egg ish to me. Um, I think gonna friends with uh, Bench of Fitz, the Toy Story Pizza Planet truck. Um, that one is, is really good. Definitely not obvious in all the films. So I really appreciate that one. And I did not think I knew about the carpet and Sid's room and The Shining. So that gets an added bonus. Um, but I definitely forgot about and need to go back and watch the X behind the people in Departed before they got killed. Um, I haven't seen The Godfather, so I will now be on the lookout for that. Um, but I think I started it and it was just like really slow. I was like, not today. Wow. <laughs> if you guys could have seen mine and MJ's reaction to Steven saying he's never seen The Godfather, like eyes huge, mouth dropped to the floor. Yeah, okay, it's older, it starts a little slow, but dude, it's a classic. You gotta watch it. Classic, but like is it in either of your top ten movies? Like mm, I would say so. Mm, I a, I would not, but <laughs> I've I mean, watched it about like forty two times. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, it's like most to, of to your me life. to me it's <laughs> to me it's an old classic. For for me, it's really hard to put like the older classics in with like some of the newer, just awesome movies like Comparing The Godfather to like Top Gun Maverick is extremely hard to do, but I 100% would go with Top Gun Maverick any day. Like, okay. well, yeah, so. not to not to digress, but uh, that that is going to be my marriage just because that is top notch creativity. I wish I should know who the director of uh, The Godfather is, but Departed Scorsese. Not surprised there. Coppola. Huh? Coppola. Oh, it's not Scorsese? No, 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 for The Godfather. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
yeah, so two two great directors doesn't surprise me. Anyways, long drawn out. Uh, that's my choices. MJ. Um, listen, this is actually kind of easy for me because I've only caught one of these Easter eggs, and it's my Mary. So it's gonna be ET and Star Wars. Easy. Um, after that. My friends with Benchifit is going to be departed because that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I didn't. I didn't even know that. And I, I have. I never even saw the oranges. Like I've never even linked that to all those two pieces together in The Godfather. So that's really all a really fun fact. Uh, kill Toy Story. I like. Yeah, I, I think it's neat how they put them in there, but eh. Rug from the Shining, pretty cool. Truck, you know. That's it for me. <laughs> easy so in a uh surprise scenario here i think i actually have to agree with steven completely on this one um big, big surprise a big surprise so if we're talking movies it's the exact opposite order I, I would take star wars over any of the movies here star wars and et but uh as far as easter eggs goes the departed x's and the godfather oranges just a really cool easter egg um especially if you uh if you caught it while watching the first time, which I definitely didn't. And, and I have to go back and, and, you know, check this out on my own as well. Um, I would also, uh, friends with benefits, the toy story, pizza plant truck and, uh, the shining and Sid's house carpets. I did not know about the carpet in the shining, uh, discovered that in my research today, figured it'd be fun to throw in there with the pizza plant truck. I did know about that one though. And every time I watch a Pixar movie, I'm looking for the pizza planet truck. Like it's one of the things I'm actively looking for when I watch a Pixar movie. Um, same thing, uh, kind of Steven's opinion on the E.T. and the and the Star Wars. Yeah, I can remember the scene where he's walking around in the ghost costume. He sees the Yoda. And I was like, oh, cool. It's just kind of a, a friendly nod uh, from Steven Spielberg to George Lucas. But um, the, the bigger one, which, you know, I've seen the movie enough. I've seen Phantom Menace enough that I, I should remember the scene. But uh, if you look at the still, it's clearly E.T.'s race that's in there in the Galactic Senate, which is is really cool. But... Um, of the three Easter eggs, and unfortunately has to be my kill. It's a very soft kill, but that's what I got to go with. Uh, Steven, what do you got for us? I think MJ's going to take it next. Yes, I am, Scott. And it's actually pretty good. I, I had a little fun with this one. So mine uh, just randomly popped in my head before we started recording. So it's going to be MFK, M for move out the way, F for freaking run, and K for kilt, as in just straight straight up kilt. All right. So the choices are a bear, shark, or a tiger. And like bestiality? No, 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 no. Like. <laughs> I was not expecting that, but no, as in move out the way as animals that you feel like it progresses on kilt, like you're just going to be dead to, Uh. to freaking run. Maybe I could survive and then, you know, move out the way, which is, yeah, I could, I could definitely just, um, make it out alive here. Okay. Yeah. Unique switch ups, bear shark. And what was the third tiger? Tiger. Tiger. I mean, I, I think I got this. This is not what we would want to come up against. This is what we actually think we could do, right? Yeah, yeah. Our actionable uh, reactions. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's the proximity? Like, how close are we to these animals? Because I think that makes no a difference. Context, I, just no, 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 no. no, 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 no. That makes no a difference. Context, just Listen, just I'm, giving you, I'm giving you 10 meters. 10 meters? Uh, definitely, I'm dead with the tiger. 100%. <laughs> Uh, okay. F, F that. Um, it's way faster than me and will eat me alive. Tiger will kill me. Uh, ooh, the bear and the shark. Listen, as long as you're not bleeding, you're getting away from that shark. You can definitely swim away from it. It shouldn't eat you. Um, I I think the the shark is uh, dang. Move out the way or freaking run. 
the bear, if if you can if you can move out the way, like somehow like camouflage yourself or put yourself in the fetal position or make yourself not look like a threat, um, I think that's the answer is move out the way. And the okay. shark, you just you freaking run because it shouldn't chase you unless you're bleeding. Like that's I think that makes the most common sense, right? Okay, okay, that's great. What I'm going great with great thought process. Yeah. Uh Steven, what you thinking? Definitely easy move out the way for the shark. That's definitely I'm I'm feeling okay that I'm just going to tread water and hope for the best. Um, the other two was a toss up. Initial instinct was bear for kilts. Um, and Scott maybe convinced me a little bit with the speed of the tiger. Um, did some Googling. Looks like tigers can run anywhere from 30 to 40 miles per hour, <laughs> depending on the bear. Um, polar bears are at uh, a soft 25. Dang. bears. 35 miles per hour, which is right in that 30 to 40 range of a tiger. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say that I'm gonna freak. What was the get the freak out of the way? Um, it's or, move out of the way, freaking run or kilt. Oh, freaking run! I'm gonna freaking run from the tiger, given that I think the bear can catch up to me just as fast and maul me worse. So okay. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna All get right. That. All right, heck yeah. Um, I'm going to the, oh, thanks you guys. Yeah, this was just a great, uh, I just popped randomly in my head and I loved it, how it played out. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to say a tiger's going to kill me. I'm straight up dead with a tiger. They're, they know, I, I know tigers will finish you off. I, I will, I will war freaking eagle. run. Yeah, war eagle, baby. I will freaking run from a bear because um, I've seen Atonement. What, what is the movie? Not Atonement. Um, Not Atonement. Whoops. <laughs> the the uh, Revenant? Revenant. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> <laughs> but we knew what you were talking about, which is the funny thing. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen that movie, and I've seen what a bear could do, but Leonardo survives. So, um, so we all freaking run from a bear and I'll move out, out of a way from a shark who, um, yeah, I think I could splash away. Maybe punch its, wait, move its nose. Right. That's what the, all the people say. They grab the nose and move the shark away. Maybe I could do that. Not put my, my pan in the face of shark. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And Steve-O who, what you got for us with the shocker of the century. We got, Three hot ladies for you guys to choose from. Oh, um, uh -huh. these wonderful women got their start on the Disney Channel. Um, we got Hillary Duff, Selena Gomez, and Vanessa Hutchins. Of course, Hillary Duff, Lizzie McGuire, Selena Gomez was in Wizards of Waverly Place, and Vanessa Hutchins was in High School Musical The Goat. Um, so Duff, Gomez, Hutchins, who you guys got? Um, I'll go first. I'm Mary for me is going to be. Oh, maybe this was a little bit harder. I'm a I'm a friends with Benchavitz Gomez. I'm a kill Duff, which which leaves um, Vanessa Hudgens because hey, I, Scott, you're making a face, but this is who I grew up with. You are with. four years younger than me, because yeah, when you when you said you were gonna kill her a duff, uh, my eyes went what? <laughs> yeah, uh, I had to think about it just a bit more, but that yeah, it's it's just it's age pretty context, easy. Context: uh, Duff is thirty five, Selena Gomez is thirty, and Vanessa Hudgens is thirty four. So oh, in that early to mid thirty range. Well, I I watched High School Musical a lot because of my little sister, but Vanessa Hudgens made it worth it. So quote unquote little sister. <laughs> I I know all the songs, so um, easy peasy for me. Right, great one though, great one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't match MJ at all with this one. Uh, I'm marrying Selena Gomez, friends of Benchvitching, Hillary Duff, and I'm going to kill Vanessa Hudgens, and I'm not going to divulge my reasons. I mean. I guess there's no agreement here. Um, oh, okay. This is a tough one for me. Vanessa Hudgens, probably, actually not probably. She's easy, like top 10 for me. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen her lately, but she looks incredible. With that said, 
I've been watching How I Met Your Father, the the remake of How I Met Your Mother, and not that it's a great show. Sorry, not a remake, but spinoff. Uh, not a great show, but Hilary Duff is an absolute sweetheart. I'm kind of obsessed with her, so I'm going to marry her. She seems just like completely genuine. She seems nice in real life. She's obviously kept it relatively low key um, for having that stardom as a you know teen, grew up without a lot of drama around her. So all I have to say, Marion Hillary Duff, um, uh, yeah, friends with benefits, benefits, Vanessa Hudgens, uh, without question. And Selena used to be my girl, um, but these, these were just some tough options. So unfortunately got a killer. Got to killer. And, uh, with that, I'm going to start us off with some jukebox. Juke. And the first song we got is California Love. Oh, Probably yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I think I must there, but uh, we got a little Tupac featuring Dr. Dre. And with that, as Scott mentioned earlier, former LA Rams wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was recently picked up by the Ravens and could be the unquestioned number one for Lamar Jackson going into next season and possibly more into the future. Would you take OBJ or other California LA Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams in Dynasty? I oh OBJ what? is 30, Mike Williams is 28 for reference. <sighs> that was gonna be my question. I think that's the uh distinguisher for me. Give me the younger guy for Dynasty, Mike Williams. Hmm. Dude, that's such a that's a good one because I I just feel like I would say Mike, but he's just been so injury prone. But I might just have to say him because I feel the same way about Beckham. Like he's getting older there, man. And although he did look good, like, ugh, that's so tough. I, I'd, I'd rather go with the more boom bust. So I'll go Mike. I'll go Mike Williams. I'm good personally one. taking OBJ just because Keenan Allen, actually also 30, still on the Chargers. Only a two-year difference between him and Williams, and Allen has proven to be the more consistent receiver for that team when healthy. So I think because of that, you know, given that OBJ is currently all the Ravens got, I think I'm taking OBJ, but definitely get the reasoning. Um, so the California Love was Tupac featuring Dr. Dre. Now we got a little Dr. Dre featuring Snoop, D-O-double-G, Bow Wow Wow, Yippee Yo, Yippee Yay. The Let's song go, is Fuck With Dre Day. Didn't know, <laughs> didn't know the name of the song until recently. Um, but it is the one that has Bow Wow Wow EPO EPA. Fun fact. Um, on April Fools, the Pittsburgh Steelers tweeted that they agreed to terms with wide receiver Calden Broaddus Jr., aka Snoop Dogg. The reason for the connection here. So that was their little prank that they drafted Snoop Dogg. Um, sticking with the Steelers, if Deontay Johnson were to be traded, how early do you consider drafting George Pickens in Dynasty startup drafts? And if Johnson stays, how late are you drafting him in those same drafts? Um. Okay. Whew. Great, great question. Um, I will have to say the most ideal pickup from the offense, I think, is going to be Fryermuth if they trade Deontay Johnson. Um, I think Pickens has been – he doesn't separate until the catch point from what I've seen. And even then he's making contested catches. I can't, I just can't see reliable production from a guy who, who has to rely on these crazy catches or, you know, create separation on these simple routes as much as I love George Pickens. Now I, if he came at a really good, good price, like maybe sheesh, man, like, seventh round 
eighth round? Are we talking about redraft or was no, this no, the no, dynasty? No. Dynasty startup oh, and Johnson okay. is not on the team. Dynasty startup, I would I would take him around 10, 9. Really. I don't wow. I, listen, I I feel very iffy about Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. I think Najee is going to actually be a, a if if Deontay Johnson leaves, if he gets traded away, I think Najee is the biggest beneficiary and Fryermuth. So you don't think Pickens is a guy, ultimately? As of right now, no. And he has to prove it for me. Scott? Yeah, so while you guys are doing that, I, I needed to get some reference of where people are currently looking at him. Um, so I, I just quickly went to KTC, and his value is right at the 6.04, George Pickens, uh, in, in startup. 6.04 in startup. So going off of that reference, if Deontay Johnson is still in town, I, I'm with MJ. I think that's too high. Um, I think late sixth, early seventh. I think if uh Deontay Johnson bugs out I think maybe early six at the earliest I, I think his value right now is where it should be without Deontay Johnson in the picture if that makes sense so I think he's currently overvalued that doesn't really answer the question but um that's exactly what you asked right what where well, is he? If he clearly if he was not on the team that was the question not not yeah. on the um, okay, not on the team, not in the picture. I think I, I honestly initially was thinking closer to like the fourth round, but I think I think the sixth round is is maybe more where I where I like it. I think I have to look at some of the other. Oh, so you're saying that you agree with where KTC currently has him? No, not at all. This is <laughs> a, a hard coincidence. Uh, oh, no, I don't. This podcast does not condone or support the opinions and values of those listed on ktc.com. Oh, um, so too funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I, I, uh, I don't know. I guess MJ, you brought up a lot of good points. I honestly, I thought that you would have been a lot higher on him. I guess I have not paid attention to the separation piece, which is obviously big, but I don't know. I guess we'll we'll kind of see where he lands in our upcoming sort of draft. Very excited about that. Well, I, was, I mean, oh yes, Scott, ahead, please. Oh, I, we're I too nice. Say, <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if I'm buying any Steelers high right now at this point. I think that's one of those teams that I'm trying to stiff arm for a little while, if I can. Well, I, and one thing I want to add is is I've been, you know, I just take fantasy information in every single day I can get from every source. And I, I, I've been listening to a lot of interesting stuff on George Pickens, which is how like he relies on the contested catch. Like that's how he's gotten the majority of his um, bulk plays. He's a big flashy play guy. Okay. So you compare that to let's say Friar Muth or, or pick uh, or um, Deontay Johnson, who is shorthanded, and has a high catch rate and also separates on all forms of the field. Okay. Which is why he's targeted so much. Yeah. He didn't get a touchdown this year, but he's due for positive regression. But would you rather rely on a, a guy who can consistently get targets and get open and get passes thrown his way or a guy who relies on contested catches for your volume and for your points? You know, that's, that's kind of my thing, my thought process. And, can he handle the volume? I, I think he can, but I he just I think he needs to make more strides. I think he, I mean he's still recovering from the ACL tear, so I, I think this year could be a big breakout year for him. So, yeah, I just think, more notes. I'm just yeah. No, I all all very thought out notes, which I obviously need to do more research myself. Maybe I'll draft too high. Um, but let's oh just ask me bro i'm gonna lead you the right way <laughs> <laughs> um let's uh yeah take us home mj oh great um so once again thank you everyone who's you know continues to tune in or any new listeners we're gonna really start pushing this out um heck my, might start 
I don't know, some kind of social media feed for us just to start pushing us out there. We'll see. But uh, thanks for everyone who has been there for us. We're uh, anxiously awaiting. We have, what, two, three months before we get our own uh, startup draft for What's Your Fantasy? Um, so we're super stoked for that, super excited. And uh, we're just going to give you a couple things happening in our daily lives because, you know, a, a lot of our listeners know us personally or uh, interact with us on a, on a daily basis to a degree in the fantasy realm. So um, I'm currently looking at purchasing a new car. Um, I'm very close to closing a deal. You know, you have to walk away so that you can convince them to get that lower price to you. So that's where I push my dating life as well. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, I'm going to be walking back into the cars life very soon um, and purchasing it. It's going to be a Mazda 3. Um, really excited. Zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom, baby. Yes, it does have a turbo engine. So it is very zoom, zoom. And, and um, yeah, life is, life is going. Um, Steven, you just came back from Australia. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it was uh, it was an incredible trip. Um, definitely really cool to knock a continent off the list as well as a, as a country. Um, but highly recommend it. The travel trip over uh, not easy. You definitely if you if you get over there, you got to spend I would say minimum two weeks like we did just because. I mean, from even from LA, it's a fifteen hour flight to Sydney. Um, if you live on the East Coast, you're looking at 20 hours, um, and that's if you don't have multiple layovers. So it took a lot to get over there, but a beautiful country, probably just the most hospitable group of people we've ever met. Um, highlights, uh, going to the practice run of the Australian Grand Prix was incredible. Um, hearing those cars in person was out of this world. The environment was like a humongous music festival, people from all over the world. Um, I, F1's only going to get more popular and popular, so get on board now before it's not cool anymore. Um, that was really cool. Got to see an Australian football game, which is not soccer, and it's not American football. They have their own football over there, fun fact. Um, so Australians do call soccer soccer, not football. But that was really cool and um, a unique experience. And got to scuba in the Great Barrier Reef which scared the hell out of me, kind of blacked out because I was just focusing on just not dying the entire time. But uh, that was a really <laughs> beautiful experience. Oh, sounds so calm. and. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, overall, I, I think the best thing was just like bar hopping and restaurant hopping in Sydney and Melbourne, both much more food in bar cities than I had anticipated. And had some of the best food of my life. And again, just being able to sit at the bar and interact with locals and bartenders was really, really cool. So um, highly recommend it. And we'll see if I go back one day. There's a lot of other places I want to go to, but definitely if, uh, if I can fly first class, I'll uh, I'll consider it. It's an easy yes. <laughs> easy yes after that. Um, awesome trip, man. I'm so glad you went on it. And I, I can't wait to see all the pictures, I guess, when you're staying over for the draft. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, and, and Scott, uh, you guys are in midst of purchasing your first house in we, Lincoln. We are, yeah. So uh, as of a little over a week ago, we are officially under contract. Uh, our first ever house. Very exciting. Uh, my daily life right now is full of paperwork and going back and forth between agents and lenders and uh, getting inspections done. And uh, it's like a never ending list, but uh, we should, we should hopefully be closed here uh, by the time we move up there in a couple months. So uh, very exciting times. Um, super jealous of MJ getting a new car. Cause I could also use a new car, but uh, that's, that's a project for after the house. Uh, Amen, settled and then <laughs> very jealous of Stephen getting to go to Australia as well. It's it's high on my bucket list. Um, the wife would prefer to go to New Zealand because she's a Lord of the Rings fangirl, but uh, maybe we could kill two birds with one stone and knock that out at some point. But um, yeah, and you didn't mention that you stayed at the same hotel that Obama did. He literally like ran oh, to his yeah. caravan. That was yeah. very cool. Yeah, saw, saw the motorcade. Um, unfortunately, I, I looked at the window where he was in but i could not see through it due to the tint 
but uh but yeah it was and the bulletproofness most likely very cool well didn't, <laughs> didn't test that but uh, yeah i was i was shocked to see the, the swarm of people not because of him but whenever we put up the hotel we thought there was a fire and everyone was standing <laughs> outside and then we were also just standing at we were like you know what do you do we're gonna stand outside like the rest of the group and then come to realize they were waiting for Obama to leave the hotel. So yeah, that was really, really cool. So you were sitting there with all your bags waiting to check in. Correct. And oh, then wow. you got in there and everybody else was checking in too. So you had a huge No, 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 no. Everyone else was there. <laughs> we were there just for show. Yeah. We were actually going into the hotel. <laughs> nice. But uh but yeah, that was that was that was neat. Very cool. Well yeah, uh for our listeners out there, that's why it's been a while since our last podcasts uh, we've all had a lot of busy things going on in our personal lives because uh, our while we love fantasy football our lives don't revolve around it uh, regardless of what you may think uh, but we appreciate everybody that listens appreciate you guys uh, for being my co-hosts and uh, yeah already looking forward to the next episode oh yeah gentlemen and uh, once again thank you to all our supporters uh, if you have any requests want us to do anything want us to cover anything uh, hit us up We'd love to do so. But until next time, this is What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.